Hello, and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith. And uh, once again, we are super excited to be here, and I'm super excited about my guest who is here with us this week. But uh, before we jump in, I just want to send a... uh, A personal shout out to all of the candidates. We are past the election. Um, I want to say I'm I'm thankful we were lucky enough to have uh, a number of candidates who who decided that they would come on to the cash and share a little bit about themselves. And to me, uh, that helped make uh, the cash listeners a little more informed and and it's much appreciated. So a big shout out to those uh, to those uh, who were in the election, and congratulations to those that won, and um, keep your chin ups to those that did not. All right, so moving on into the guest. Once again, I'm super excited about who we have this week. Uh, this week we have Nicole Watamath. Nicole, which, how you feeling over there? I'm great. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am. I'm excited to see you selfishly. Like, <laughs> yes. I love the yeah. podcast, but I'm like, oh, I get to go see Timber. Hey, you know what? Timber Timber is much happy about that. <laughs> you know, what can we say? Um, me and Nicole, uh, once again, I know, I know, Kosh listeners, you've heard me mention my old uh, church called Cranky Pats that I miss. I miss Cranky Pats very, very much. Yes. Preach. And, <laughs> preach. And um, we we are in search of a new establishment. We are. And, you know, we have some time because everything kind of shut down for a while, but we're not, not thinking about it. <laughs> no, it, it, I think about it quite op- often because, I mean, I haven't gotten to the point quite yet that I'm ready to go start frequenting a uh, drinking yeah, establishment same, yet. Same. I got one jab, though. Yeah. Uh oh! So did we get one shot? One. Next one is uh two weeks, I think. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hey, look, you get you definitely get shot. The shot is so important. <laughs> I would like to encourage all our college listeners out there. Um, you know, there. Hey, it's open to the public. It's available. It's not hard to set up. I actually got two shots myself, so I'm pretty happy. Applause for you. Applause for you. Hey. Oh. We didn't make that happen. <laughs> so uh, um, I would like to encourage those, and it's not hard to do. Um, you know what? I, I'll even throw the shot out there. If, if anyone is uh, having problems trying to figure out how to find where the shot is, uh, email us at Ask the Kosh, um, and, and I can put up some links. Yeah, it was easy. I went to Sunnyview. It was a really good operation. It was smooth. It was fast. I used the university. All right. The university made it super easy. So, all right. Uh, well, Nicole, um, let's jump in a little bit. Uh, can you share a little bit of something about yourself and uh, what is your connection to the Kosh? Yeah, so I, I probably should have counted the number of years I've lived here, but it feels like forever. Um, graduate, I actually was born in Nesita, Wisconsin. I don't know if anyone knows where Nesita is. What likely is Nesita? Like, yeah, you likely drove through there on the way to somewhere else. It's, you know, like. 800 people and um 800 yep yep and I'm from a huge family in a small town so I uh graduated with 34 people I was related to four of them um (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving that yeah yeah but um and then came here for um school UW and never left so I've been here for well my daughter's in her 20s so 20 20 plus years yeah been here a minute Yeah, yeah okay okay I'm liking that Nasita. All right. So Nasita is definitely one of them places I know nothing about. Yeah. Is there anything that Nasita is popular for? There is a little bit of notoriety. There is something that started in Nasita. It's kind of weird. Called the Shrine. Have you ever heard of the Shrine? No. So it was this. I'm probably going to not be completely accurate with my information, but it was religious organization. You know, this person had claimed, I believe the story goes, claimed to have had visions from the Virgin Mary or something. And then all these people congregated in Nasita and, you know, lived there and worshiped there and they had their own church and their own school and, and it's still around, but you know, all but Bruh. dissolved. Yeah. It's kind of weird. 
<laughs> I don't think it's weird. I, I'm just unfamiliar. Yeah, well, it's a town that small, and then to have people come from everywhere just to be a part of the shrine. Be a part of the shrine. Yeah. Okay. Well, that hey, weird fact. Cool. I don't know. Weird fact. Hey, <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know if that's a weird fact. Hey, what I will just say is there are so many nooks and crannies of Wisconsin that I am just ignorant of. And so yeah. we'll add Nasita to that. Uh, I'm going to try Wait, wait. I'm going to, for whatever reason, I'm interested in how does, how do you spell Nasita? N-E-C-E-D-A-H. Okay. Yes. yes. I'm not sure I've seen that on a sign. Yeah. <laughs> Highway 21. It'll get you there. It'll get you there. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> okay. Are you ready to jump in? Let's do it. To the first segment. Okay. First segment. What in the world is going on with? So that is where you start off with the phrase, what in the world is going on with? And you finish it. So what do you got, Nicole? All right. So I got a weird one I've been pondering, thinking about. It's kind of perplexing me because it's come up in different ways a couple of times in the past couple of weeks. But sizes. What in the world is up with sizes? And it, it sounds weird. So let me <laughs> explain it. Maybe I sound like an old curmudgeon, but... <laughs> Like, okay, not much of a shopper, but trying to buy clothing. So I don't know if men have this problem. Women? Oh, yeah. Like, a large is not a large is not a large. Oh, know? facts. Like, I don't know if they need to put, like, I'm Wisconsin large. I'm not Miami Beach large. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to make Bruh. that work, but it's impossible, especially when you're buying clothes online, you know? Like, oh. I, like, and I hate shopping for clothes to begin with. But, yeah, sizes. We went through... We were up in the UP last weekend, went through a drive through so Mike could get an iced tea, a large. It was like a half gallon of iced tea in this cup. You know, I'm like, what? Oh. what? Who Can a large just be a large or, yeah, sizes? Like an ounce is an ounce, a mile is a mile. Why can't we find some sort of, of this is a large, this is a small, I don't know. And And when people decided that it was desirable to, like, fit as much toilet paper as possible on a single roll. Oh my like, God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was buying toilet paper. I'm like, I wouldn't even be able to put that in my bathroom. <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with the large roll toilet paper. Yeah, when did that become a thing? Uh, uh, apparently during pandemic times. Cause I'm not going to lie. Oh, there's, there yeah, is rolls sense. of toilet paper that did not exist pre pandemic. As far as I'm concerned, they're so big. You can't get them on your toilet paper hold or it, your, your toilet paper hold, roll yeah, holder. Exactly. So, so renovate your bathroom to that basically, you got you to gotta get a new holder <laughs> for those. I'm not going to lie, but here's my love-hate with it. Like, I love the fact that there is a lot of paper on it, but the frustrating thing is it doesn't fit on the holder. Right. And maybe parents, you know, because it doesn't get changed, and you're like, all right, put more on there. You got to change it. I don't know. It's weird to be talking about toilet paper, but I went to the store, and I think it was like six rolls on one – what? That's a thing? <laughs> Who wants that? <laughs> Six rolls. You aren't kidding. And, oh. and I laugh because I bought one of those 12 packs of those rolls. Did you really? Yes, I totally did. And, and you're still on the first one? Hey, they do last. <laughs> I, I give them credit. I don't think they are uh, lying to me. I, I feel like they put a lot of toilet paper on that roll. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give this a first, the first time that we've had a TP conversation on the cash. Oh. But, you know, uh, this is the cash, so... Uh, Real people, real topics. It's appropriate to the time. It is appropriate <laughs> to the time. I love your sizes thing. Here's what I'm going to say. For men in sizes, um, I don't mind because what I actually think happens with men is they might move a size up so it's a little bigger. So, like, I wear an extra large. I don't feel I'm an extra large man, but it makes me feel good that right. I am because I wear an extra large T-shirt. So I'm about that life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. A little standardization. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> Just a little standardization. I, I feel you on that one. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, my what in the world is going on this week is the George Floyd trial. Uh, yes. Have you have you watched any of that? I, I have. And at some point I had to kind of step away. It's Well, tell me your thoughts, Timber, because it's your what's about. So. Um, I, I am okay with what is happening. And the main reason I am okay with it is, you know, I, 
I can't say, I don't know if they've really televised um, other trials to this level right now. You know, sure. I mean, of course, there was the OJ and stuff like that. But I mean, a trial where it was the officer and, and a, a black male and things of that sort. Uh, I don't know if they've ever put it on TV the way that it's being put on TV in recent times. But the thing I, I have, I've been watching segments. I haven't been watching all of it. But there's, uh, if I'm home working remote, I do turn it on and tune in and the one thing I think is different this time compared to other times is the officers coming out and being like yes. yeah that ain't our protocol yes yeah yes. we don't do that that's not what we do that's yeah. not what we do no and that that has been refreshing it's, it's I appreciate that yeah and it's the other where it gets hard to watch or where you're on social media or whatever what what bothers me about it is where the blame gets placed it, you know that I think is bothersome for me like he this or he that like that that doesn't excuse anything that that doesn't that should never play into this you know it, it, it shouldn't because he's not on trial he's right, dead exactly exactly <laughs> I mean he's and, dead bruh yeah yeah <laughs> and it wasn't because he was threatening someone's life or safety or or anything of that nature it that's what's so hard to watch sometimes is the how the wrong person gets put on trial or questioned. And I don't know if it's to make people feel justified in the way that they think or it. Yeah, it's I'm with you. <laughs> I, I just have a, my whole thing is this. Look, um, if, if, and you know, I've got I've got friends who are law enforcement, yeah. close friends. I respect the job it's a hard job it's not something everybody can do and it comes with a level of responsibility many of us do not understand nor and it's bigger than the job it's a lifestyle because you can't turn that off absolutely you can't turn that off right but i do where i where i have a problem at times is at the point in which if a person is if it's a nonviolent crime and they have no weapons no one should end up dead no, at the end of it. Like this is all logic, right? This should be common sense. I'm just saying <laughs> that's just where I'm at with it. No one should end up dead at the end of it. And, and that is my biggest thing. My biggest um, problem with it right now are those who are like, he would have died anyway. So you're trying to tell me no. that if there was no knee on his neck prior, that man was just going to fall over and die. Exactly. That wasn't going to happen. I, yeah. Take the knee out of the equation. Right. George Floyd lives to the end of that day. And why why that shouldn't be a question even. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't have. That's not what happened. <laughs> but it's it's a thing and it's a thing and um I I I just don't understand that view yeah. because you know without that and you know while I was watching the trial there was a time now you know they figured out that during that whole episode that it wasn't even the eight minutes and 46 seconds that they thought it was over nine minutes. And they said the amount of pressure scientifically that would have been on his neck for those nine plus minutes with the cops weight and the weight of his holster and his belt and handcuffs, gun, whatever, whatever a officer normally has would have been 176 pounds of pressure. Oh so nine minutes with 176 pounds of pressure on one's neck. I don't care who you are, unless you Superman, that's, that's putting anyone down. Right. Right. And unnecessary. It, I, you know, I don't think it was necessary. Now, look, I'm not trying to defend him for who he was, but it still doesn't come to the conclusion of warranting death. Right. You know, and it, it is the, I, I watched your, listen to your episode with your friend on from university police and just the way he approaches law enforcement. It really is from a place of community and protecting and serving. And I, I think most of law enforcement is like that. You know, what spun so out of control within this person is yes. it's frightening, it, you know, because it may have been your neighbor or your daughter or it, it's frightening. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And, and I do. I agree with you 100 percent. 
majority, vast majority of law enforcement are um, following the rules. They're responsible. They, they're heroes, you know, the whole nine. Yeah. I'm all for it. Um, but once again, law enforcement is human. Yeah. And humans make mistakes. And you need to be accountable. And we should hold anyone, regardless of the job at hand, right. accountable when, if you make a major faux pas. Exactly. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. So that was my, what in the world is going on with, um, I'm eager to see how the rest of that trial goes. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see how that goes. I, you know, I have a lot of people in my life right now who are like, he's not going to get convicted, but you know what? I'm going to be honest. This is the one that I think is not going to slide. I certainly hope not. You know, I don't know if it's the pandemic or all of the things that have transpired in the last year, but just the amount of voice that has come to things like this situation, you know, I don't, around the country, just for this one man, just the, right. but it wasn't about that one man, you know, it was about, about the, the situation. inequity and, and right. so I hope you're right because Boy, I'd hate to see the result of, I guess, whatever the verdict is. There's going to be some some things to talk about probably, you know. I think no matter what happens, there's going to be a serious uh, conversation just like there is at anything that is major um, in those scenarios. And, um, and, and I welcome that conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, by no means... But I would always want to say to people who, you know, there's that side that pushes back on this whole thing. George Floyd didn't choose this. Right. You know, he didn't choose to be the poster child of this situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I'm sure if it was up to him, he'd rather be alive. Nor did his family choose all of this. And I'm sure they'd rather he was alive as well. And so, you know, I mean, he is a flawed person. But let me, uh, I'm not a religious man, but let me go a little biblical. Uh, he who wants to cast the first stone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Show so, me the person without some skeletons, right? <laughs> that's right. Particularly in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't all did fo- uh, some foolish things. We, we're not talking about those here. Oh, those okay. We, a different time. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. So we're going to move into segment two. Segment two is word association. Nicole, this is where I throw out some words and you just tell us, you know, what's, what's going on in your mind with these words? You know, uh, what comes to the mind? All right. You ready? Ready. Ready. All right. Food. Yes, please. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Now I have to say food because it's been on our mind for a while with being cooped up and fish fry. I want to go to a a Friday fish fry. We miss them. (laughs) That's the one thing I'm looking forward to is the supper club, the old fashioned deep fried fish. And, you know, I'm, Mm. I'm waiting. I know every, you know, everybody's line through this and the sand has been very different for, for us. It's, we've been pretty hunkered down and pretty careful and no judgment on anybody else's choices. That's just where we have chosen to draw our line. You know, we have our little bubble of friends or whatever that, you know, or my daughter. And it's just really been about trying to get through it. And we're kind of introverts anyway. We like to stay home and stay in, but we're missing our fish fry. I'm feeling you on the fish fry. You didn't even decide that you would for, did, take go out there, throw on the mask, and go hit it for Good Friday, huh? No, I'm, I'm not Catholic, so. <laughs> well, I ain't Catholic, but I like a fish fry. I'm about that life. Yeah, we're, we're this close. Like, we ended up, I don't know, before pandemic, we had traveled out to Wentz and hadn't been there, and we love Wentz. Like, it is the. Shout out to Wentz. Yeah, it is like the pivotal supper club feel when you're in that place, and you can tell it's family, you know the hostess and the waitresses and, you know, you can just tell it's a family operation. It's just what you think of when you think of a supper club and it's on the water. So yeah, it's cool. I traditionally on good Fridays, um, my, uh, brother and sister-in-law, the Weisses, we usually go and do the nice little fish fry cause they live close to Wentz and, uh, 
I got much love for Wentz. I don't even mind oh, okay. that that thirty to hour wait, <laughs> right? Elbow to elbow, exactly. with, with a bloody Mary <laughs> or a uh, old fashioned in my hand as I wait to get seated. You know, Wentz you know, just has a feel. They do. It does. Yeah, and it is. It's like the old time, like cash only, right? Yep. You have to go to the ATM there. And That's right. No checks. No, they no don't cards. play them games. Yep. <laughs> We're in and out. They turn them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Okay. Cocktail beer. Beer. Beer? I'm a beer gal. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do we got a favorite? I got my staple, you know, my my go-to, my Heineken. Just, you know, when I was younger, I could drink all the dark beers or the IPAs. I'm too old now, Timber. I just get headaches. (laughs) Yeah. Keep it simple. But I do love, you know, like um, sour beers. Love those. And, um, oh, help me, Fifth Ward. They make some great sour beers. I haven't gone to Fifth Ward yet. Oh, soon. Yeah, I'm patio, hoping so. Yeah, patio will be open. and They got great beer. They make great beer there. Do they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm going to, my goal is a Fifth Ward trip um, before a herd game. Oh, yeah, I'm about perfect. That life. Yeah. yeah. All right, so shout out to Fifth Ward. You yeah. know, hey, if you would like to, uh, if you'd actually like to actually sponsor t- Timber and Nicole coming down there and having a couple cocktails, we are about that life. There you go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, Netflix. Yeah, we aren't super tied to anyone streaming, but Netflix, I would say Shit's Creek comes to mind because I don't know if you watched that. I no. We loved that show. It's such a hilarious, feel-good we binge that. I'm sad it's over. But, okay. uh, yeah, and, and, you know, Dan Levy and um, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Like, it's just brilliant. It's brilliantly written. But we don't watch on, a lot on Netflix. We ended up, we so, okay, so we're weird. We got Acorn and BritBox. So we watch a lot of British TV now. Oh, <laughs> so are you those British humor people? Uh, no, I'm not the, Mike is, he likes the British comedy. The one that I love is absolutely fabulous. I would say that's my go-to British comedy, but we watch all the, like the cop murder mystery sorts of shows. And it's weird because they don't have guns, it, you know, like it's not, these cops just storm into places and they don't have guns. Like So just, what are they uh, storming with? Um, words, I guess. <laughs> 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 It's just culturally very different to watch. And if you're not really thinking about it, you're like, what? If this was American movie or something, they would go in with like guns a blazing. Like, no, they just talk it out. It's really weird. <laughs> mm, not to say they don't, but, you know, I, I would recommend like, I don't know, Acorn's like five bucks a month. We binge. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Um, I've heard of Acorn. Um, the only thing I can actually say when it comes to British uh, TV is, and uh, this is going to be a tell, the only thing I know oh. about British TV is called Benny Hill. Okay. If y'all out there know what <laughs> Benny Hill is, you know, give give a secret woot woot. <laughs> That's all I know. All right. Um, Amazon. Netflix you. What's oh. your Netflix? Uh, here's the thing. I don't really watch Netflix, but I don't have cable, so we stream everything. We just gave up our cable. Yes, uh, we're we we are on um, on Sling TV. We got Hulu. You know, really, I'm gonna be honest. The only thing we probably don't got is Disney, and uh, people keep telling me I need to get Disney. I ain't ready to get Disney. Well, and then it turns into cable because you got this streaming, this stream, and now all of a sudden you're back up to two hundred bucks a month. Well, look, <laughs> I have not gotten close to there. But, you know, I'm I'm navigating this. What I would like to say is wisely. I've been a wire cutter for a long time. Ooh, all right. So um, I gave a cable like, a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I feel like it's been at least four to five years okay. that Sling has been out. And uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, I had that 
cable surprise. You know what the cable surprise is? Oh, is that the when you get it in the mail that one month and it's right for they give you like that contract. It's sure. either a year or a two year contract, and then after two years, all of a sudden it's like two hundred twenty six dollars, oh, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, here you go, it's two hundred twenty six dollars, yeah. and it's like, uh, I don't need two hundred twenty six dollars <laughs> of TV, and I don't even have HBO. What's going on here? <laughs> and and I'm gonna tell you, I did some research. And what I learned during the time that I researched when I was going to cord cut, right, and I was going to give up cable, um, I learned that the average person only watches five channels. It's true. Yeah. And so I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I only watch five channels. And then, you know, talk to the wife. She only watches five channels. And, and the daughter at the time when she lived with us, but let me stress again, empty nester. Mm-hmm, same. So she ain't here. Number two, <laughs> I like Sam. We're in that. We're in that, <laughs> right? Um, and so, like, there's only like ten channels I really need to pay for. I like the murder shows. I like the food shows. <laughs> yeah, see, I'll tell you when it we, we, where we got got. I could go super cheap on streaming, except for one problem. Mm. You know what that is? No, Hallmark. Oh. Hallmark Christmas movies are the weakness really? in our house. Hallmark For Christmas both movie. Of you and uh, your I ain't gonna lie, I love a good all Hallmark right, Christmas right. movie. Look, I shouldn't be telling the public <laughs> this stuff, but I'm gonna Secret's go ahead. Out. Secret is out. Timber loves a good Hallmark Christmas movie, and you know why? Because they make you happy. They make That's you it. feel good. They do. It's like Cinderella's story. Yeah. yeah, I love a good small town, and you meet the old romance of your life, and you, you know. figure it out, and then at Christmas, because Santa Claus interferes. It all works out. And, and it's and, Christmas. And they all, like, something broke down in the big city, and they had to come home. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. I'm not going to say I haven't seen a few myself. Oh, yeah. we. I'm not going to lie. When it, when, it, when it happens, and there's two times a year, it is at Christmas time. And when they have Christmas in July, we watch Christmas movies. Well, they do it again, don't they? Mm-hmm. Walmart does. Yes, yeah. they do. Yes. So You're like, yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they do. And, 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 you know, I hate to be weak like that, but I, 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 I'll admit it. I like a good Hallmark. That's Christmas not weak, movie. Timber. You're yeah. showing your heart. I guess. <laughs> mm. You meet me on the street, don't walk up and say nothing because oh. I'm not going to put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, your secret's safe with me, but I don't know about anybody else. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Next word uh, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon's. Keeping stuff in our house these days, right? I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not a big shopper, but probably almost everyone's relationship with Amazon has changed in the last year, I'm going to say. <laughs> like, It's all purpose. It, yeah. I mean, it's nice to just have something come to your door, isn't it? Mm. I Look, I'll be the first one to tell you. If it comes to my mind and I'm thinking about it and I could be walking down the street and I got my phone in my hand, I might press the uh, buy button and, and let it come in the two days. Yeah, I am all about it. too easy. Yes, I am an Amazon fan. But Amazon is telling. You know, my thing is uh, you're dealing with books, music video, and then every other thing you can think about. Everything, yeah. I. I don't know. And I'm very much like a buy local, support local, you know, not the big guy. So it's kind of a love hate. But then there's also things on Amazon that I buy that are from, you know, like my sister lives in Montana. There's a gal there that makes face moisturizer. Like I would never buy from her if she wasn't on Amazon. So it's kind of like this weird back and forth where, you know, you don't want the little guy to go under because of the big guy, but they also provide opportunities for the little guy across the country to come to your doorstep. So I don't know. It's a little bit, a little bit different. I agree with you. I am all about um, our local businesses and, you know, if they can support, there's just, uh, there's these weird nooks and crannies that Amazon has, but you know what? What's your favorite local business? Who, who, who do you like to frequent here in town? Oh, holy smokes. That's a question. You're throwing me for a loop. Well, I'm trying. Um, I'm trying to think because it's been so long. That oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like right now, uh, the gas station. <laughs> Quick trip. Um, yeah. Oh, you're throwing me timber. I love, so I love, um, 
some of these little things that we've seen crop up and maybe I don't frequent them as much as I should or whatever, but you know, like soiree or market boutique downtown, just the little sort of gifty things. But then you go on the other side of it and you think about in the last couple of years, um, Thunderbird bakery. I don't know if you've bought their sourdough, but you know, he kind of started at the farmer's market and now he has a a full fledged business that he does. So, you know, supporting local can go a long way. Yes. Yeah. I'd so, never heard of Sourdough Bakery. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Yeah, oh. yeah. They Thunderbird. don't. They don't have a storefront. They have like a, a warehouse kitchen facility, but okay. they you can get it online. You can get it, um, and some of the local. I think Wagner Market maybe sells it, and okay. um, you know they distribute to other like coffee shops, things like that. But they make great sourdough bread. That's pretty good. Huh? And um, cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Facts. Bruh. All right. I, um, you know what? Now that you say that, I can't wait for the farmer's market to come back. Yes. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. We had, that was a discussion this morning. Something between um, farmer's markets and rummage sales. Yeah. <laughs> rummage sales. Look, I miss rummage sales. I am a rummage fanatic. Are you? You're looking for that one treasure you don't know you're looking for? Or like, what is it? Oh, no, no. I just love cheap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't that complex. The rummer sale right. is the greatest deal there is. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, let, let me walk up the driveway, say hello, look around, find that treasure for a dollar ten. All right. You know, it, it makes me happy. And look, everybody's happy because you know what? They're happy. It's not going back into their house. It's the reduce, reuse, recycle that makes everyone happy, right? They're repurposing that to make you happy for a dollar. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I might be the greenest person oh. in Oshkosh if you count my rummage. There seven. you go. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I get excited when I go to one and they have vinyl and buy records. I'm like, oh, oh. God. I've had some good finds at rummage sales. I have too. With vinyl, you're right. Every once in a while, it's the... Um, you know, it's not the rummage sale, it's the estate sale where the oh, vinyl yeah. pops up. Yes. That's where we do a little call out to our friend Kyle, like, watch out for that stuff. That's right. He Shout out to Kyle yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, vacations. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, vacation. Vacation spot. Like, I think everybody's probably thinking, where can I go? Where can I go when things like free up a little bit and it's not weird to fly or new orleans that's my that's our spot yeah we we love the up we go up there every chance we get for a long weekend or i love lake superior but there's something in new orleans you don't get anywhere else any other city in this country is just i don't know and i thought about them through the pandemic too you know they they thrive and live on restaurants and bars and public entertainment and they really do man i saw some videos just of people posting when everything locked down the first time and it looked like a ghost town you look at like jackson square french quarter and it's just there's nobody and how weird like i just want to get back there i miss the food and the music and i um i went there like two years ago my parents took me and my wife and uh I just love the energy of the city. It is. It's so different, isn't it? It is different. It and is different. And it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like the South South either. No. It's it, its own feeling. It doesn't even feel like you're in the United States almost. Like there's just such a blend of culture and the food, you know, I mean, it's, it's Creole and it's Southern and it's Haitian and it is like all this weird melting pot of things and then the music and the it's I don't know I just you can't explain it and I think most people think about Mardi Gras or Bourbon Street or you know getting hammered or something it's so much more than that it's it really is I will say um that it is one of the few places I've gone being from Wisconsin where I could be as Wisconsin as I wanted to be, and they didn't blink an eye at it because that was the norm. Yeah, oh, heck yeah. You're probably tame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could walk down the street with uh, a libation, and uh, that was good. That, that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, because there's somebody doing something like 20 times weirder than you on the next corner. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. And I love the music. Yes, yes. It's amazing. Okay. What about you? Um... 
All I can say for vacations is yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> and I'm figuring it out. I don't know where that's going to be, but it's going to be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Not quite there yet. Where right now, it? I just had a Bon Jovi moment in my mind <gasps> where I just wanted to be like, I'm halfway there. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Almost. <laughs> so we'll get there. Vacation. I, that'll be an episode. Um, music. Can I say yes, please again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. I am all over the place, honestly. I, well, New Orleans talked about jazz. I love you know, blues. I love heavy metal. I love, you know, old classic rock. I probably could sing along on top 40. I love country. Like, I just like everything. <laughs> all right. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe it says I'm... I don't know. I, I just like to listen to all of it. Every every different thing is for a different mood or a different experience or a different time or whatever. But I guess that's another thing that I love Oshkosh for. The music scene here is great. And really I is. can't wait to open that back up in full swing. You know, the farmer's market, like you said, you know, just the fact that there's live music down there. And I don't know, the jazz orgy, how long? I mean, that thing has been going for 20 plus years has been uh, a staple in this community. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've made my fair shit share of nights, uh, both at, uh, Peabody's and Beckett's. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm hoping, you know, when things fully open up that we, we just get back to yeah. being the cash. Yeah. I feel for our musicians. I know, do too. And well, and Dr. Kickbutt, that's like a, 20 almost 20 plus year staple of the community too and you know with i don't know music don't know that's what I'm, i think of when i think music is you know it, it i i wonder if we can pull off that music festival this year i hope so i hope so too did you hear they're doing a thing at menominee park now on wednesdays no it's, yeah it's down the shelter that's down by the train the little kids train yes um they're do they're bringing in microbreweries from around and music and it's bring your family and come on down. I don't know. It's like middle of the week, weeknight, once a month or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a, I, you know, that's new, new info to me. And uh, hopefully that's new info to the Kosh listeners. Uh, if we can find out anything else about that, we will be sure to uh, include that. Yeah. I, maybe I saw it on the Menominee Park Facebook page, I think, maybe posted it, but okay, yeah, check it out. It's right we'll, in the neighborhood, right? Right. <laughs> we will check it out. Okay. Um, it, we are going to move on to our next segment. Are you ready for that? Let's do it. Okay, the next segment is the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner, and that's where you get an opportunity to nominate somebody to the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. So, um... What, what are you feeling over here, Nicole? I'm not going to be the first to put anyone in the naughty corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had someone ask me that uh, an episode or two ago, and they were like, has anybody ever picked anybody for the naughty corner? And I was like, no. And they are like, I'm not going to be the first. So. I, I really want to know who the first I'm, I'm listening so that I can be there when I hear who the first person is and, and who's there on their naughty list. <laughs> That's fair enough. Fair enough. Now, I'm going to do a weird thing okay. with um, the heroes list because we all we have exposure to like things that are visible and things that are really amazing that people are doing in this community. And, um, you know, like the heroes of Oshkosh and Rodney and, you know, we've talked about them several times and, and you have on your show. Yes. Um, I'm going to put just the the under the radar volunteer on the heroes list under radar volunteer. Yeah. Like there are folks that go to the food pantry and stuff backpacks with food so that kids can bring home food that are food insecure for the weekend. Or you have people that go down to the, you know, Oshkosh humane society and just walk dogs because these dogs, they need socialization they need to be walked, you know, and you can't just do that with the, the small number of people that this nonprofit has on their payroll and just there are so many things that good people do in this community that are just under the radar and they do it because they love the community and they want to help lift people up and so I'm going to put those folks on the heroes list there's you know there's there's one thing I love I call it like 
that we do or that I know have friends that do. And um, I guess if I were to call it something, it would be like party with a purpose. Right. Because <laughs> we all like to have parties. But there's even like a group of our friends, Nor- Norm's parents, oh. have hosted a dog party for almost 20 years where it just became the first time like a a summer afternoon at their house and bring your dogs and we'll all hang out. And it grew into this thing by like the second or third year where we raise money for the humane society. What? So we go out, we have fun, you know, it's just us group of friends and there's probably 20 dogs and, you know, wine and food and beer and we hang out all day, but we have like donations from businesses. Another shout out these community businesses that just donate like gift certificates. We, buy raffle tickets and all the money goes to the humane society, you know, like just that party with a purpose thing is so cool. I think it's a cool way for people to realize they can collectively, you know, gather their efforts and make a, a bigger difference or no offense or butts. I, I, I really like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the, the low key volunteer. Yeah. I, like I said, it's almost 20 years and I bet I mean, there's thousands that we've accumulated that we've, given just because we want to all get together with our dogs and drink wine <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a happy place right right dogs wine smiles yeah <laughs> really really can't go wrong with that combination all right and i'm just going to put it out there right now for uh our kosh listeners if you heard the sirens in the back that uh-huh. lets you know that yes we were recording at noon in oshkosh and that was the emergency siren. We're not in the basement. We didn't have to run to the basement. We didn't have to run to the basement. <laughs> there is no danger happening. All right. So now this is the good, good part. We're going to move into the main topic. And Nicole, you chose as your main topic of the week, cooperative economic model. Now, when you first said this, I, I didn't... <laughs> I had a question mark on my face because I didn't know what that quite was. So can you can you explain? Yeah, yeah. And don't turn it off, everybody. It's good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, no, no. Like ooh, economic. No. Uh, So your show, being that it highlights the community and all the good things that happen in this community, that's the first thing that came to mind was the co-op and particularly the economic model of member-owned cooperatives. So. There's something really exciting happening in Oshkosh right now that's actually been happening for many years and is finally coming into like the public eye, and that's the Oshkosh Food Co-op. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't understand maybe is just to back it up and like what is a member-owned cooperative. And it it's like the coolest thing that people a lot of people just maybe aren't aware of because why would you have a conversation about that with anybody? Um, but it really is a business that's created by pooling the funds of the community and the community owns that business and therefore everything stays in the community. you know, it's not the model of I'm this guy with a bunch of money and I'm going to put some money down and get a loan from the bank and this is my business and everyone's going to work for me. The, the co-op model is we as a community would like to see this and I maybe have a hundred dollars, but collectively we have millions and we can make this happen. So um, the co-op, selfishly, I'm, you know, shouting out to them because I was on the board for five years. And um, this actually started in 2013. And now this year they're breaking ground and they're going to open um, oh, this fall. So was, um, and, and let's clarify for yeah, this, yeah. Uh, if you don't mind. Um, the co-op we're talking about, are we talking about the food co-op? Yes, the Oshkosh Food Co-op. Okay. And that's actually been going on for five years? 2013. I was on the board for five years, so it was a couple of years in motion when I sat, and then I stepped down from my seat um, COVID time uh, last year. Okay. <laughs> um, just because of some other projects I had going on at work. And, it, yeah, because it, it's a long journey. It's You're trying to organize a community and get the community to buy in. So it's, right. it's long and it's a hard, but at the end of it, you have a community that's totally engaged in what you're doing. So, you know, with the, with the food co-op, and if you think about it, you know, maybe people don't know, but like credit unions are cooperatives. That credit union is not owned by some shareholder on Wall Street with, you know, a board of directors that own 80% of that financial institution. It's owned by the members that have their accounts there. So, 
you know, if you open a, an account at a credit union, you pay $5, you own that credit union. Everybody pays $5. And that's part of the cooperative model is that it's equitable. It's one voice, one vote, one equitable share. Everybody's equally owned and, and has an equal voice. So, <clears throat> you know, with the co-op, the, the food co-op specifically, I mean, when you're talking about our farmer's market, the vibrancy and just the, the local producers that we have in such a small area surrounding yes. this community is amazing. Yes, I mean, is. from everything from like the artisans to the, the gals that sell their flowers to, you know, just the, the local farmers and um, really with food co-ops because it's owned by the community. It's still a grocery store. You still go there, you buy your toilet paper that has six rolls of toilet paper on it and, and you know, all that other stuff. <laughs> 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 um, but they they typically have, like I believe Oshkosh, um, their goal is to have at least 20% of all of their product is local within 100 miles of Oshkosh. Oh, Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So you're lifting up your community at the same time. You're supporting this business that is completely local and the money is going right back into the community. And it's just such a a great model. And in it, like I said, everybody, you know, when I talk to people, sometimes they're like, this is taking so long. Why is this taking so long? And the journey from start to finish is typically like seven to 10 years because it does take that long to organize a community to something that is a million, a multi-million dollar effort, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it's amazing. Everybody puts in $180, you own part of the co-op and this is a, a multi-million dollar business that's inclusive. I, you don't have to be a member to shop there and get your groceries there. It's just something that the community wants to be able to sustain that sort of offering in the community that gives back more fully to the community. Yes, and and I love the location of it. Yeah, that yeah. I mean that truly is like for definition a centralized food desert. It is right there. Yeah, and that was intentional. You know, whether the process was, it wasn't just you know let's go get members and talk to people. They were very intentional behind the process and the business plan and the market study and hiring experts from around the country and learning that there is a food desert in this area. And it, what that really means is that there's low access to transportation to get to a grocery store, um, you know, and people that can't, you know, their, their hours for work or something maybe don't allow them to take public transportation or whatever. So they're doing a lot of their grocery shopping at gas stations. Right. You know, that I, I'm not going to lie. Quick trip does answer. It does serve the call on a lot of things. They do. And I mean, they have fresh produce. What gas stations really have a lot of that section where you can get potatoes and onions and bananas. Right. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's, I love it because I love what it's going to do for local producers, the local economy, you know, co-ops are very environmentally aware, you know, bulk, bulk sections where there's lower waste. They typically pay really good, um, compensation packages, packages for their, their employees for wage and benefits and things like that. And, and the money goes back, you know, if you're going to donate part of your profits or, or, help support your community if you're owned by the community it's going to stay right here it's not going to go somewhere outside of your community you know so that is powerful it is powerful you know i didn't understand fully how that works but comparing it to a credit union uh shout out to oshkosh community credit union uh that's my credit union for years i got love for y'all you're a cope guy you're a (laughs) guy (laughs) but i mean um it's very curious because I was, you know, I have been curious about it and, I, and I've been invited to some of the presentations about it. But um, even then, I didn't even have a full understanding. So, I mean, now the building is getting built, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, is it possible to still get in on the co-op? Oh, absolutely. It's never ending. Never like, ending. Yeah. Yeah. It really just is never ending. There's always... And right now we're at kind of a pivotal point. We hit like the 1500 member mark, which was the goal to be able to open the store. And, um, you know, it just has to 
keep going from there. You you just want you want to be able to state sustain keeping it here in the community. You know, right. and it's a and you and if I heard you correctly, it's a hundred eighty dollar investment to be a member of the co op. Yes, you are a member owner at one hundred and eighty dollars, and it's a one and done. One and done. Um, they do have a monthly plan, like for eleven bucks a month for eighteen months. So you can you can do a you can do a payment plan yeah. Yeah. to become a member of the co op. What else happens when you are a member of the co op? So when you're a member, you, um, like I said, anyone can shop there. So you could shop there if you were a, not a member, but right. it really becomes that, um, that cooperative model of you own the co-op then. So, um, you know, when you vote for your board of directors every year, one vote, one share, you know, everyone gets a vote, a say it's, you have a bigger voice because it's locally owned, you know, you have a bigger voice because your board supports you as the community, as the owners. You know, I, I think about it sometimes in terms of actually working at a credit union versus maybe I worked at a, a factory or a big bank or something. You know, you what at work you what you try to like please your boss, you know, get, your boss is the community. Like you you have to support the direction that community wants to go in, really. That's so um I, there's a lot of food co ops that have been around number, number of years. Um where if you are an owner of the co-op, they, you might get a dividend if they've gone into the black. You know, it takes a long time to economically, you know, financially get yourself stable, but they might reward um, members with a dividend based on how much they spend in a year at the food co-op. They might, um, they offer loans. So if you want to invest money, you get some interest back, you know, they become an investment vehicle for you. So oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's just a... I just love it because it's super cool that one person can make a difference to the tune of getting everyone else to come along and make a difference too. Like, I think that's just an interesting model. And, um, I mean, I got love for all the other, um, grocery stores in town. Uh, particularly, uh, my wife, celebrates Piggly Wiggly. They can do no oh. wrong. Piggly Wiggly walks <laughs> yes. on water in our household. Um, Mark and Sue, shout out. <laughs> yes. I used to live right over there and I would, my little girl, when she was a stroller age, we would walk to get our groceries. <laughs> yep. Piggly Wiggly. But I mean, I do like the concept of this co-op and I, and I'm not going to lie. I've been I've, you know, it's on my way to work. So I drive past it and I've watched it get built and I'm looking at this and I'm not going to lie. I'm really curious about the apartments that are going to be on oh, top because they yeah. sound like they're going to be pretty nice. And, yeah. You know, I'm not ready to give up owning a home, but if I did, that looks like a pretty good location. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just didn't understand, even with the presentations, I didn't understand what I didn't understand. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm appreciate this. What else, what else do cash listeners need to know about this co-op? Um, that, that maybe, you know, the regular person, we just, we just don't get. Yeah. I would say like when it opens, just check it out. You know, if you're curious, just, they feel different. I don't, it sounds like a weird thing to say, like a grocery store is a grocery store, you know, and I, I love all of our grocery stores in the area, but, um, a little bit of, like there's pride or loyalty and like, this is the grocery store that I, I helped make or I own. And, and they just, they feel different. They're like a, almost like a gathering space. And it's weird to walk through some co-ops and see the, the apples and the farmer is listed right there that grew your apples and they're just up the road. They're going to have a space inside of that co-op, aren't they? For the community kind of like um, some rooms or. I believe that that was the plan when I was there. I can't speak to a lot of that because I've been off the board for a year, but okay. community is a big part of the cooperative principles. You know, it's care for your community. It's, um, co-ops help co-ops there's economic participation which is your share but yes there's education is a cooperative principle so the idea at one point and like I said I can't speak to that but was to have a space where community members could use that space for whatever it might be whatever it was you know cooking classes or let's 
learn how to make soap or, <laughs> you know, or you just need a meeting space. Like it, it really is a cool gathering space. If you ever go through a town that has a co-op, I would recommend go in there and buy an apple or something. It's just, Always just it, go check yeah, it out. Yeah. It's worth checking it and out. And they're all different because they all serve their specific communities. So they all feel a little bit different too. Okay. Wow. And you it's know. food. You know, you can't. It, well, you can't go wrong with food. <laughs> right. Right. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> and just supporting your farmer. You, we all love the farmer's market. What a great way to give them another avenue to support their farm you know you hear how many farms have struggled this past year or like you could help your neighbor directly you know i love it i love it and you know what this conversation has definitely motivated me uh i can afford 11 dollars a month yay <laughs> It sounds like you might have to convince your wife that it's going to be great. It's, she can still go to Piggly Wiggly. Wait, first of all, <laughs> look, it, it, we will always go to Piggly okay, Wiggly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no look, judgment. There, yeah. That Mark and Sue, we are super loyal, but we will. We can do both. Yes, there's enough, you, you know. There's enough to go around, you know. I mean, right now we got our stuff. We go to this grocery store because they have that thing, and then we have to go to the other grocery store because they have the other thing, like. There's plenty of love to go around. Yes, there is. And uh, and I and for me personally, um, that is a nice, convenient location. Yeah. Kind of central in, in Oshkosh, you know, the Kosh. And uh, I, I'm, I'm eager. I'm yes. super eager to actually see it when it's all finished. Oh, you're, yeah, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, you know what? Thank you. You're welcome. I am so glad that this was today's topic. Really? See, it's not nerdy at all, is it? I was so worried. I'm like, who wants to talk about cooperative economic models? <laughs> oh, no. Cooperative economic models. You know, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, I wanted to have someone to talk about the food co-op. And so when you said economic uh, cooperative economic model. I didn't know that that's where we were going to go. Oh, so yeah. this this here, we landed somewhere that I was hoping yeah. to go because I know um, out there in the cash um, and listeners, they there's there's a lot of questions and um, they're super curious. And so I I yeah. hope that this helped to answer some of that. Yeah. Well, you definitely you should invite them on. I'll give you their their info. But yeah, it's I don't know. All right, kind of so passionate. so anybody who's currently on the food co-op board, you got a personal invite to come sit down at the Kosh, and I would love to have a conversation yeah, with yeah. you because I can tell you right now, I have gotten multiple emails at askthekosh at gmail dot com about about the food co-op and having someone on. So um, th- this sounds like a conversation that needs to expand a little more, and so we can understand a little more. Yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, check out their website. There's so much information out there, and the story over these past years is just incredible. The number of people that have put a hand in this and, you know, just hit the pavement and talk to people and it's amazing. What is that? Do you know that email off the top of your head? Um, the, so the website is oshkoshfoodcoop.com. Okay. Um, and I think it's, ooh, I don't know the email off the top of my head, but okay. obviously it's on the website and they got have a Facebook page. They got all Instagram right. page, all of, all of that. I will include that uh, website in the uh, web podcast notes. So we'll make sure nice, that people can nice. connect to it. Okay. All Thank right. you. Thank you, Timber. Well, it is, uh, we're going to start wrapping things up here. Uh, this is that time. Uh, I just want to say, uh, as you listen to the show, I appreciate everybody who's been listening. I want to let some of y'all know uh, we've hit some milestones on the show. We've, we've, We've hit some listens. Um, you know, when I when I first started doing this, I didn't dream that um, I really thought I would have like two or three listeners. Two of those was going to be my parents. One was going to be my <laughs> wife. Um, but we have grown and uh, there's an interest out there. We, we have had over 500 listens of shows. Um, people are interested. And, and I am grateful because I care that you care. And there's a lot to be said for that. So um, to all those Kosh listeners out there and all those in the community, um, thank you. Thank you for being supportive. We appreciate you here at the Kosh. So, and know this, anyone can be on the Kosh. Is that right? Is that right? Apparently that's absolutely correct. Right? (laughs) 
Uh, Nicole is a person who has sent me a few emails about uh, the cash and, and what she has thought about the show. And uh, that turned into, hey, guess what? You're going to be a guest. <laughs> like, I don't know who has who cares what I have to say. <laughs> but, but I love the show. So th- I guess thank you, Timber, because you've been our little respite on Sunday mornings with our coffee. And I love that your platform is like the awesome things that people are doing around here. Yeah, like it's, absolutely. There's so many good things that happen around here that go unnoticed or we just, we notice them, but we don't stop to really think about them. Like, thank you for doing that. We should celebrate what we have. Heck yeah. And we have a lot here in the Kosh. We do. So, um, so, uh, any questions, any comments, anything you want to share? Uh, no, you know, we are a growth project we, i listen and those out there who have sent me emails know guess what i do email you back <laughs> i do take the time yeah, careful with that hey no <laughs> no it's wide open um i've had people agree i've had people disagree you know it's one of it's it's all over the place and i do appreciate it because you know what at the end of the day it's a conversation and that's what we need if we're not talking we're not growing and if we're not growing we're not doing a good job of being a community amen Amen. So uh, send those questions, comments to askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. All right. this right. We're going to roll into what I like to think is one of my favorite parts, and I hope the guests love this too. Uh, it is the shout-outs and promotions portion, uh, particularly the shout-outs. Uh, Nicole, who do you want to shout-out? Well, I feel like I spent the last 10 minutes doing it, but shout out to the Oshkosh Food Co-op, that board, the hundreds of volunteers over the past eight years. Like, yeah, those guys are tireless and it is amazing what how this has come from $500 seed grant to what's going to be a multi-million dollar business that supports the community. So shout out to all of them. Um, yeah, I don't know, Mike at home because he puts up with me. <laughs> shout out to Mike. But yeah, you might. Yeah, double shout out. You know, especially when you're cooped up together <laughs> over a year. He's a patient man. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Just I guess this community that has persevered. You know, all of the the bartenders and waitresses and waiters and musicians, and we are persevering. We are almost there. Like shout out to just. We're we're gonna keep going. It's gonna be better. I, I agree. When we come when we come on the other side of this, um, we have no choice but to be better. And we're gonna have a hell of a good time. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, feel free to send all invites to ask the cash because <laughs> I'll I'll show up with the wife. We we ready to have a good time. Look, I'm two shots in. She's one shot in. In a month or two, we ready. We are ready. Okay. For the other sort of shots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're gonna switch from arm shots to yeah. those that sit in front of you. There you go. <laughs> um, I would like to send some shout outs. Um. To people, um, my shout outs go one is to uh, Brianne. Uh, Brianne, thank you for reaching out. I, I appreciate the things that you had to say, some of the suggestions. Um, to Brian Munch, um, Brian Munch, hey, I appreciate you, my man. Uh, he listens to the shows, he always gives me his mindset, and I do appreciate that. And to uh, Shoreview Lanes, you know what? You know what? Uh, look, Shoreview, there's a young lady down in Shoreview. And um, we do a, every Wednesday, Shoreview has $5 all you can bowl from five to eight, right? Oh, well, there you go. And we use it as a networking opportunity for our student veterans, right? As a way to connect. And there's only one person that typically works. And we had a rather um, larger than normal group uh, the past week and I, and there's a young lady down there that she never gets frustrated Aww. and it's only her. So I just want her to know, Hey, your hard work is appreciated. And uh Shareview lanes. Thank you for hosting us every week uh, with great service, uh, great bowling and great pizza. We appreciate you. That's awesome. All right. Um, Should we collectively shout out to our, our church family? Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, shout out to, yeah, Smash, we miss you. A2, keep them coming. Oh, Ernie, uh, Kyle. I just say, I just say Crankies. Yeah, it's, yeah. To the, to the Crankies fam, Amy, Scott, 
Yeah. You know, Burb, uh, Lauren. Lauren, yep. yep. Most definitely to everyone. Uh, Dang. Yeah. <laughs> it stings, but uh, we'll f- we will find a new church. Yeah, we we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. All right. Um, parting words of wisdom. All right. Uh, it's pretty heavy stuff. Uh, really? <laughs> come on now. It is not that heavy. Nicole, what do you got? Uh, but But you know what? Bless us. Bless us with something wise. Oh, gosh. You know, if I were to give someone some words of wisdom, I would say, like, as you get older and you you kind of settle into yourself a little more, like, to always do everything from a place of love. I think that's the thing I keep learning, and you have to keep learning it the older, you know, you're constantly learning and teaching yourself, but... If you do everything just from a place of love, whether it's love your neighbor, love yourself, love the environment, like, I just don't feel like you can ever go wrong. You know, when, when things start to go wrong is when you start to do things from a place of fear or the unknown or anxiety or, you know, anger. Like if you just start from a place of love, that's my wisdom. I just don't think you can go wrong. And I don't think you can go wrong with that advice. All right. It is that time. Thank you all, Kosh listeners, for tuning in for another week. We appreciate you. Um, This has been amazing. How do you feel, Nicole? I feel great. Yeah, this is a good time. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. (laughs) Hey, for all of those out there, another week, another interesting guest, the Kosh.